Every time bus, we come into a stadium, bus. it's only gonna be us. Y'all need to know that. We come here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? You who Back in Monday edition of the program, 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast energy drink text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate the interaction and participation. I am at tweets, Danny on Twitter, Jake at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Thanks for being with us, guys. Uh, Get at us. Get involved with the show. Uh, Call us in the second hour here. You can um, text at us too. And we'll read those. Okay. We don't get a lot of mean texts. You know what I mean? For one, what are you going to be mad about? Awesomeness? You know? It's like, don't be a hater. And uh, if you're with us, you're kind of like we're in like uh, like the crew. We're kind of like in a club together. We're like a nonviolent gang, you know? Yeah. Um, and speaking of text, we got one from F. Lewis. He asks, uh, can you explain the issues in MLB lockout or will we never know? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it's money. It's billionaires versus millionaires. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know the, the sticky details. I know that baseball wanted to, um, you know, the owners and um, – the commissioner wanted a litigator, you know, some litigation, someone to come between the players and the the, the clubs and try to find a, a meeting of the middle. But um, the players didn't want that. So I'm not sure why. Uh, but other than they feel like, again, you have to understand, I don't know what the numbers are and what you know, it do. Who do you believe should get the most money? These owners should become just like they're just raking and raking in the dough or should you know, do these players who, again, the players, you have to understand. Like if you go work for Kellogg's, right, you're a worker and then you're helping make the cornflakes and the frosted flakes. That's the product. The workers help make the product, right? The product has to sell and then everybody gets paid, okay? The players are the workers and the product. You know what I mean? Without the players, there is no product. So again, most of here most of the money goes to a few of like the 10 or 15% of the best players in any league. That's where most of the money goes. And then the other 80% of the players are, you know, work off, you know, um off I don't know, league minimums. And smaller contracts. So, I don't know. Everyone has to find a way to be taken care of. They say, and they've said, that the baseball union is the strongest, like, in America. Not just in sports, but, like, one of the strongest unions in America. To be vested in the NFL, I think you have to play, like, two or three seasons worth of football. To be, like, a, you know, where you can call, you know, call yourself vested and, you know, you earn a retirement from the league. You know how many games and how many, how long you have to play in baseball, um, Jake, to in order to have, um, co- I think, like, lifetime health coverage as well as being, like, a vested player who earns a retirement from the league when you retire? One game. Oh, yeah. One game. One game. 
I think. Okay. And uh, most of our information is about 87% accurate. So I, I'd run with this one. But I don't know, man. It's like. I, feel, I, I actually feel like the baseball players union has, you know, gotten uh, some pretty good stuff for their players for quite a bit of, you know, their uh, existence. So, I mean, they get all that guaranteed money. You know, they get that ben- the benefits, you know, fairly early on. Uh, in their careers, and you know, I think that they just you know want some more money, and I think that's fair because these billionaires, you know, they've got they, they're not going to be hurting for a little bit. They're they're giving crumbs at this point. Um, while you're finding the field of dreams music, I'm wondering, you know, how this affects the Rockies, who I don't know, man. They run they're mid market. They're not small market. They're about the fifteenth biggest spenders or smallest spenders 12 outside the top 10 but not in the t- 20s you know they generate dollars and they have you know again they while other teams might spend you know the astros might you know go sign rendon and trout and ostani and you know three or four other guys the rockies will go they have put you know some some big dollars up at least for their best player before so I don't know, man. It's like, Ray, people will come. They'll come to Iowa for reasons they can't even fathom. They'll turn up your driveway, not even knowing for sure why they're doing it. They'll arrive at your door as innocent as children, longing for the past. Of course we won't mind if you look around, you'll say. It's only $20 per person. They'll pass over money without even thinking about it. For money they have, and peace they lack. Ray! Sign the papers, Ray! And they'll walk out to the bleachers and sit in short-sleeved shirts on a perfect afternoon. They'll find they have reserved seats somewhere along the baselines where they sat when they were children and cheered their heroes. And they'll watch the game and they'll drip themselves in magic waters. The memories will be so thick, they'll have to brush them away from their faces. Ray! When the bank opens in the morning, they'll foreclose. People will come, Ray. You're broke, Ray! You sell now, or you lose everything. The one constant throughout all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Baseball, I'm sorry, America's rolled like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt, and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. This field, this game, it's part of our pastry. It reminds us of all that was once good and could be again. Oh, they will come, me. People will most definitely come. Let's go! Yeah! I thought I was watching the movie. Take, hey, take that for data. Take that for data. We talk about baseball so little, I felt like we had to do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're not really giving us many re- reasons to. Uh, oh, listen, it's just, this is devastating for baseball if they don't come back, Jake. I'm telling you, it's like. Well, Major League Baseball just announced on Friday that they're pushing spring training back a ugh. week. It like Just one week. If they miss games, then I don't know. I don't know how baseball would come back from it. I mean, unless 
If you've been to a Dodgers game, you know, they love baseball out there. If you've been to you know, the East Coast, they love some of their baseball. It's regional. It's very regional. But, like, a Rangers fan, you know, Rockies fans, Mariners fans, you know, Orioles fans, even Rays fans. And they're great. They're great. Huh. We were just talking about Kellogg's. I know. I should have mentioned the Tigers. That would have made more sense. But, uh, yeah, man, that's it. Baseball sucks. Baseball stodgy. It's boring. I don't know any of the great players at all. They do a poop job of marketing it themselves and their players. I don't know if I've... Mike Trout's one of the greatest players in the history of the National Baseball League. Buster. But, like, I don't know that I've ever heard Mike Trout speak words. You know? The coolest thing about baseball is when Bryce Harper takes his hat off and, like, brushes his fingers through his hair. And I'm like, he's got a headband under there. This dude is badass. That guy is badass. And then, like, that's it. I mean, like, sorry, baseball. You lost me a long time ago. I love to take JJ and my family to Coors Field. And we'll go to 15 freaking 20 games a year. We go to lots of games, and we enjoy it, but it's like because my son loves it and because it's cool and the, the charm and the nostalgia, all that kind of – it's not about really – I don't know. He watches the game. We're into it. You know what I mean? Like we are into it, but it's like there's a dis- – I'm emotionally disconnected from the Rockies. I have been for a long time. So I'll tell people like – I'm not going to tell people. Some people are like, don't give them your money. Do not go spend your money down there. Let's show them. I'll show them. That's me. Well, again, that's okay, but they still get like 35000 on a Tuesday night because, you know, there are tons of families, Jake, who only go to one game a year or two games a year. And this is like, this is Colorado, man. We want to be out. We want to see, you know, a baseball game during the sunset there. And like, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's the best. But it's like, um, you can spend some money there for your family. But don't go, like, get yourself going here after, like, a 14-5 and five star and start, you know, go get, like, they're hitting me up on this rest of the season package. It's, like, 2500 But, like, again, it was. It's discounted from 4500 I got to go get some gear. Bro, me and JJ will roll no ticket up there. Like, find some dude who, you know, just walk up to the window. What can you do for me? You know, old man. <laughs> Give me that senior discount, old man. Sorry, player. <laughs> But that's it. So, I do. Do you think uh, we're due here in Denver for an NBA All Star game? Yeah, we're well overdue. Way overdue. I mean, Ball Arena's pretty ball, nice. Balling? No, too easy. Uh, yeah, Ball Arena is very nice. It's a great building. Is Kanye? He was better coming up. Once you're on top, how do you stay on top? Besides, go crazy. Because I got so much money and all these things now. Damn, I wish I could go crazy like that. Can I have so much stuff every one day that you go crazy? Yes. Thank you, Jake. I think you're already there. No, I'm not. Okay. Danny Williams, Jake Meyer on a Monday edition of the program. With some NFL stuff that you'll want to stick around for on the other side of Smiley Sports. You can't. I spit it through the wire, man.
My data shirt might tell me a little. Or the coffee. Make sure both. If I throw up, take over, okay? I got it. 303-831-1340, the hotline, the go fast, energy dream text line. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Uh, my brothers. Uh, yeah, Steph dropped 50 last night on the dot, or what was it? What's the all-star game record for points? I'm not sure, actually. We'd have to. How is it not 50 now? Uh, 52. In 2017, Anthony scored. Uh, Anthony Davis. I don't remember that. He tried so hard at the end to get that. Like three or four was launching. He just couldn't get, get it. He even till the very last, you know, possession wanted the ball. And LeBron literally was like, let's. And Levine came down, hit a three to close the gap. And they go to, they like went to 163. It's like a target score, you know, after, you know, they, they play three different quarters or four different quarters. And each one is kind of its own individual quarter. But then the total points, you know, uh, end up, you know, you got to find like a, they have a target number to to get to to end the game and LeBron just took the ball Kobe-esque and turned around paid away jumper I'm not even sure who was on him but put it right in his eyeball and ended it it was the game was entertaining itself that the game was pretty entertaining the last few years uh it's been pretty entertaining I think that uh you know they've tried a little bit harder they actually care about winning a little how bit would more. you rate this era um era of NBA superstardom like, will we be look, look back at this era as like, damn, look at all those all-time greats? Oh, yeah. Right now, no I think we, it. yeah. I mean, Giannis, um, LeBron, Steph, Durant should have been out there. Nikola Jokic, Denver Nugget, NBA basketball player. Embiid. Uh, Embiid. Chris Paul is hurt. He's actually out for two months with a kind of fracture or something on, going on with his hand. That is huge news. Oh, yeah, for sure. That is... Well... Check this. I think now with the Cameron Payne and the Cameron, the other two Camerons, uh, Cameron Payne and uh, let's see here. Do they have another? Camera? Yeah, something like that. Suns roster here. Um, they, I think they'll be able to live without him. I think they'll be able to survive without him. Cameron Johnson. Let's go, Cameron Payne and Cameron Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. People are like, no, Danny, there's only one Cameron in the league, okay? <laughs> Dang. They, I mean, they're they're going to hurt without. Yeah, of course. He's, a, he's the MVP candidate. He's an all-time great. But um, what about Deshaun Watson? What happens with Deshaun Watson? Um, either he doesn't play again next year and still is dealing with all of his you know, lawsuits, or, you know, he pays out, you know, tries to save face a little bit, you know, does, you know, all, all kinds of uh, ways to give back to the the uh, female community. He paid, he made $10 million not playing in 2021, okay? And has a fully guaranteed salary of $35 million for this next season that the Texans surely do not want to pay him for someone who's not playing, right? Right. What do you think? Can they release him without like a huge dead cap hit? Why would they do that when they know someone will give a couple first round picks for him? Right. You True. know? But it's the waiting game. It's and they're being tore down. They're going down with the ship essentially. But, but anybody, the ship will be rebuilt also with the cash out on Deshaun Watson. But does anybody else want that contract? Yeah. 
I do. The Dolphins do. <laughs> right? Yeah. Aren't they the sleaziest freaking franchise in the league? Yes, right now they are. Trying they to pay for anything. losses? They Firing would, a good coach? They would definitely bring in a guy like Deshaun. Do you think the day after these 22 suits have been settled, he's traded or do we got, will he be traded before that? He's got a no trade clause too. You know that, right? Right, right. Yeah. I think he'll be traded before that. I think the Texans are tired of dragging this along. They want something done. Are the value's gone down or up? Down. Value's gone down. Yes. Why? Because he's there's still it's so much dragging. unknown. It's dragging along. It's dragging. I think that, you know, has drug also drug his name through the mud a little bit, and I think that just brings him down, his value way down. Is there any chance? Wouldn't the best move be to keep him and play him? Probably. Okay. He's been on your roster this long. You've been willing to keep that guy on your roster this long. So obviously your moral standards aren't like we're going to cut ties with this guy no matter what the stakes were. There'd been about 10 teams who would have done that. There'd have been eight or 10 teams who would have just cut him. The Texans are trying to get some compensation back. In the process, they look kind of slimy too, I think. Yeah, and if you're not going to get any, if, any trade offers that you want, and you'd be willing to accept, then just keep him and play him. How how could there not be one criminal charge that's come of this so far? Um, I don't know. Right? There's a criminal case. Is there any chance, any chance, not that he's innocent, he's a creep, okay, but that he's innocent uh, in terms of some of the assault stuff? I mean, maybe... Crossing the lane is one thing. Asking for something, willing to pay for something, even kind of inappropriately gesturing or whatever it might be, that's all inappropriate, totally. But if that was it, and that's what that guy likes, I mean, there's guys paying for other stuff all day long, you know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. He's not the only creep in the league, that's for sure. Okay. I mean, maybe some of it, but I feel like not all of it. Some of it has to be true. Um, but I just looked up Deshaun Watson, and it says there's a special hearing scheduled today in Deshaun Watson's case. Hmm. So we'll see about that. 22 victims. <sighs> or accused. 22 making the accusations. Wow. I don't know what to make of it. It's I don't know what to make of Deshaun Watson. I want to act like we're too good for Deshaun Watson. I want to pretend like we're too good for him or I'm too good for him. Uh, but if push came to shove. Uh, you don't get Rodgers. You don't get Wilson. Let's go out to the hotline. Get our guy. He's a mayhem icon. It's Don. Hey, Don. What's up, Daddy? What's what's the word, man? What to do, Don? How are you, buddy? I'm doing okay, man. Man, miss you. Yeah, I miss you too, guys. I mean, you know, uh, I listen to you when I can. Dad, I saw you last week actually online, so it was good to see you. No, yeah, it's yeah. cool, man. I mean, everyone like people got work schedules, kids, things that change. You know, yeah, some people man. might get us for 15 minutes on their way, you know, into work, all that kind of stuff. So whether yeah. you, you know, yeah. whether you get us on occasion or you're an everyday dude, Don, you're one of my favorite guys. So good you know, to hear my, from my, you. 
you as well, Daddy. It's good to see you too. Gotta get my fix in every once in a while. Sure, bro. I know you guys are moving around, but it's good to, like I said, even if it's for a few minutes, as yep. you said, man, it's good to see we'll catch up with you, man. And um, what's up? With, know, what do you got going on? Uh, it, it, you know what, Danny? I want to talk about the All Star Game last night, man. Okay. Well, I, you know, my, my whole thing is, Danny, is you know, I know the NBA is a three point contest, but yeah. you know, if you, but you know, what's wrong with it though? If you take a guy like Nikola Jokic's game and his game, he almost had a triple double yeah. last night. If his game does not, you know, does not fit in today's NBA, then that's what's the problem with the NBA. Because, and I'm an old school guy, Daddy, but yeah. I just can't believe that because Steph got 16 threes and how many of them were wide open looks. And I got, I was watching it, and I'm like thinking to myself, I've seen more competition in the oh, layup in the layup drill. It was weird. Than I did. Yeah, it yeah. was because LeBron. There was three. Like I, I swear to you, at least three times where I saw LeBron just let a guy run by him. One time was mm-hmm. off a bad pass turnover he made, yeah. which, yeah. you know, you want to come back and just try to get in the guy's way, and he mm-hmm. let him, he just took it, and, you know, let the guy come run right by him, put it right in the room for two points. It was a little, like, I guess they tried a little, like, there wasn't even yeah. runouts with your hand up at there Steph. Wasn't. No, I, I, but you know what, Ben? I did like the outlet that uh, Nicole Jokic Oh, man. Wow, that was nice, man. Right? That was, that was Doesn't that, like... When that happens, imagine LeBron. When LeBron runs down there with just like the notion of, I'm sure Jokic told him in his ear, hey, yeah. there's going to be three or four times just run out. I'm going to put, put the ball right on you. Exactly. And Jokic hits yeah. him right in the numbers like that were, right. where LeBron's yeah. like, damn, this guy's special. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, Danny, no doubt. And uh, I just feel like, you know, uh, watching that, you know, because I wasn't sure I was going to really watch it, but, you know, I'm old school guy. Yeah. So I look at some of it. Yeah. But you know what? You, you see when they interviewed Allen Iverson at yeah, halftime. I love what that. Did he say? Yeah. What did, what did he say? He said he that, said we'd have played a little bit more defense than these bums. Exactly. And uh, and I feel like Daddy. Um, <laughs> I felt like after the halftime. I mean, after the first half, yeah. they could have just not even played the second half because the coolest part of the whole night to me was watching the old school players beat introduced. That was probably the highlight of the whole night. Leaving Magic and Michael. Yeah, two guys I think it was cool. The best part. Michael, it's like I'm sure some of the guys don't even know how to like approach Michael, but Magic is like the everyman. And there's a couple times you can see Magic come up, like a pat Michael on the back, probably yeah. give him a little bit of you know smack in his ear ball because Magic, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's it might be Jordan all the way up top, the crown tier one of his own, but that next tier, Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and Kobe Bryant, I mean, like it's they're the closest things that we've ever had, kind of to Michael. So sure, you know, sure, sure. it's cool to see those guys together like that. No doubt, no doubt, and Kobe would have loved that. And I think yeah, and, uh, with Gia Vanessa there, and but I think Kobe and Gia, Gia were watching it from. A oh yeah, place, but uh, Kobe would have definitely loved that. Kobe had been a star yesterday, huh? Oh, no doubt about it. He's a star because you know what? Just like you said, Daddy, Kobe was the guy that current players. Gravitated oh my gosh! Yes, he, he's just like guy Jamal Murray, obviously. No, you know what we're talking about, like George, like an aura that Kobe had that was exactly. just different, man. And That's even right. all the other great players, even listen, LeBron, uh, you know, has showed love to Jordan, and Jordan's barely shown a little bra- back to LeBron. They don't know how to kind of like, yeah. you know, love on each other. But there, everybody, Jordan loved Kobe. Yeah, and court, and they had a relationship that we didn't even know about until Kobe was, you know, had died, and Jordan was right, right. there front and center, you know, like sure. um, speaking on piece of the family. Yeah, so um, yeah. I don't know. Kobe was different and extra, even in the terms of kind of like maybe even LeBron, even 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 as opposed to like the greatness of LeBron, Kobe was just different. Yeah, that's right because he was the closest thing to MJ. So, yeah, uh, you know, and um, that's kind of why people say that who's the best is LeBron better than Kobe, and I'm like. Well, Kobe's the best thing, closest thing to my yeah. career. He obviously is better than, better than. Uh, I always like to see Jerry know. West. Yeah. 
I liked him and Elgin Baylor were sitting next to each other. I thought that was cool. Go look at Elgin Baylor's numbers. Talk about a stat stuff where this guy was one of the greatest ever of all time. And then those guys had a chance to play together and win one, you know, too, so. Yeah, and I thought it was cool, Danny, obviously, when they did the position first. Oh, yeah. It was cool. J.B. Smoove? Oh, yeah, I like J.B. He was cool. Me too. He's hilarious, man. He is. He's He's funny. But uh, I just wanted to get that out of my chest, Danny, because I feel like, again, Nikola Jokic is – you know, they could have had him out there. I think that was what they talked about on some of those national shows about. Well, I'll uh, tell you one more. Let me tell you one thing. I saw a little thing on Twitter of Vic Lombardi, who um, is a, a good dude, who was there in Cleveland at the All-Star Game store. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And yeah. he went and he had the little video. He looked uh, all the jerseys hanging. Uh, there was um, He wasn't the only guy who didn't have a jersey for sale, but Jokic yeah. had no jersey out there up for sale. I mean, they had, like, Devin Booker's, and they had a lot of guys, so you can go yeah, buy their all-star yeah. jersey. No Jokic. So for anyone who's like, you know, Barkley might be saying, well, he's the MVP, though. You know, so what, what are we talking about? Nah, there's still, like, a big picture kind of, you know, no love that this guy gets that when he goes to three or four or five more all-star games and wins another yeah. MVP that they'll love on him then, you know? Yeah, because well, what it's is it, Danny? take a little four, bit more. Yeah, and what is it, Danny? Four straight, just as a second yeah. straight time as a star. Uh-huh, and, yeah. And the thing is, too, Nikola Jokic's resume – now with blocking shots to save games as he did yeah. against Toronto. He's done that three times. Oh, yeah. The big moments he's yeah. had in some games this season that make him. Those are the kind of the standout moments where you're talking about the resume for MVP. Five or six big standout moments. Three block shots. The kick out there. Um, yeah. I don't know if he hit one game winner himself this season, but I don't know. He's he's the MVP to me. He's special. Like they're, he they have the same record as Philly, but like a yeah. one-game difference. It's not like Embiid's leading them to the top of the East. And, and, and again, Danny, that's why there should be more consideration for him to be league MVP because he's been play, played the whole season up to this point without Jamal, and he's played most of it without Michael Porter Jr., top mm-hmm. three, you know, your top three, two of your top three players, you know, without yeah. MPJ and Jamal. And to be right there, I mean, I mean that big win, that yeah. was against Golden State, and that was the assist, giving the assist to Monty Morris to win the game. So oh, it's so sweet. Whatever, what, he's got his hands on every yeah. – Situation where yeah. he's making a shot, making a defensive player. He's special. So, he's super special. I mean, Embiid's a great player too, but you know, Jokic is just something very special. Don, uh, don't make it so long next time, bro. I won't, Danny. I try not to for sure. Right, I'll, be, I'll, I'll be listening. So, all right, all thanks, right buddy. Danny. Appreciate Stay you, cool, Don. All right, appreciate it, man. Bye. Don's been with the team for about ten years. Don's in the rafters. He's got a. He's a ring of famer on this show. Love that guy. Who's this here? This is Kanye. And who? Just by himself. Uh, Labby Sifrey. Labby Sifrey. I don't even know what that means. What'd you call me? You're a Labrys Afraid. This one's a classic. It was a request by our guy Noit. Really? He's got a sophisticated palette. Except for his K-pop stuff sucks. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Danny Williams, Jake Meyer, Smiley Sports. Try slow, homie. You never know, homie. Let me a.m. in the Mile High City. We're live from the Tech Center. We appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, can still get involved with the show. We have a couple segments left. A lot of stuff to get in from the freaking weekend. Uh, yeah, man. They Aaron Rodgers. It's like feels calm enough now. Where we're about to drop a bombshell. If it's not the Broncos. Okay. If it's not the Denver Broncos. But he moves elsewhere. 
where is it to? There's a, I mean, I think the Titans would be a, a nice landing what? spot. I, yeah, okay, I guess so. But the, the the tie there is he just had a house built there, right? That's the, right. what they're saying? That's the tie. Um, but if you're thinking about just good fits, you know, Pittsburgh might be a good spot. Really? Um, I don't see why not. I mean, they all they yeah, listen, is a good While you're right, I agree with you. It just feels like that him in Pittsburgh wouldn't equal more than him in Denver. No. It feels like less. And, I mean, he doesn't have that familiarity with, <clears throat> with Nathaniel Hackett. So, I think, you know, these are just other spots other than Denver that I could think of. You know, I think he, it, Denver's the number one spot. But I think the Colts would be a good spot for him to land. Was Nathaniel Hackett truly, madly, deeply the Broncos' number one choice? Or was he their number two choice, but that was good enough if it meant the chance of bringing Rodgers in as well? I think it was they were his number two. I think they were the number the two. Dan Quinn was the number one? Yeah. I, I think, think so, too. I think they got, like, they were to, like, the, they called it off at the, you know, called the, the engagement hour. off at the wedding. It felt that close. And do you know what swung it and what turned? The potential to get Rodgers. The verbal commitment from Rodgers. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. You see about. how it fits? It does fit. It just fits in. There's no. There's a verbal commitment. The rest has to, you know, the rest is out of the Broncos' hands until the Packers accept their compensation. It's only a matter of time. It's a matter of time, and there's no hurry. The Packers, well, you f you now. Now we're gonna drag this. We're gonna make you look like the bad guy. Duh. And then they're going to try to squeeze the Broncos for everything that they're worth. But do you know what the Broncos have to do? Stand pat. Put three or four different offers out there within the same realm of value. And the re, you know a reality of, again, come on, let's, uh, Green Bay, we're not giving you this in a Herschel Walker. We're going to give you four first-round picks and a bunch of threes and a bunch of players because we're bringing Aaron Rodgers over to try to win a Super Bowl. You are going into a rebuild. Or a re, it's a rebuild, not a, a reboot. Okay? It's a reboot. It's a reboot. It's a rebuild. It's a rebuild. It's a, it's a reboot. But it's not a rebuild. It's a reboot. Again, so they're going to be, it's, in it's, a it's sense, exciting. I'm humbled to be here, man. It's a- forced to take the Knicks best Carmelo offer. The Nuggets are going to have to take the the Broncos are going to have to take what the Nuggets took from the Knicks as their best offer because they're giving their superstar, like they did Carmelo Anthony, exactly what he wanted. Okay, right. That's why the Nuggets didn't get two first round picks, high lottery picks that were going to turn into Embiid or uh, Nerlens Noel or whatever you know and trade. Carmelo to where he didn't want to go for um, the rest of that season, even if Melo was going to walk away in free agency. They gave him what they wanted. That's why they took uh, a bunch of pieces, a bunch of potatoes, and they tried to make it feel like with Wilson Chandler and Gallo and Raymond Felt and that they'll still be competitive because they were, you know, a pretty competitive team at, competitive team at the time. So that, in a sense, and I'm sure someone's going to steal that from me now, will be a bit of what's going to happen with the Packers and the Broncos. Aaron wants to go to the Broncos. 
and they're going to give the their greatest player in franchise history, even even though they don't want to do it, exactly what the guy wants. Therefore, they're going to have to take the Broncos' best offer. Okay? Right. Which is going to be a couple ones, third-round pick, maybe a receiver. See you later, alligator. We wish you the best, Aaron. We're going to have to live with Jordan Love and the idea that the drafting of Jordan Love might be the reason that we've come to this. If you cheat on your wife... That's the reason she's going to believe. It's not her fault. You cheated. You might be able to try to fix it and the counseling and all the kind of stuff, but she just might not be able to live with it. Okay? And it's over. Okay? Maybe not a perfect comp, but you got to just kind of understand the coming to terms that Green Bay is going to have to live with when it comes to moving on from Aaron Rodgers. And the Broncos know that Aaron wants to come and that the Packers' backs are against the wall. Oh, the Broncos have probably made 50 different offers to the Packers in some way, shape, or form. And they're evaluating all 50 of them. And they're trying to figure if they could pull another team into the mix here to work out something with Devontae Adams and uh, the Broncos moving one of their receivers that they paid a lot of money to. And maybe out of those receivers, you squeeze another first-round pick from another team or something. It's all, you know, you're doing whatever. That's why you have the George Paytons and the front office team of 10, 15, 20 dudes to, you know, come up with all these packages to make all the calls to, you know, do the evaluations, all that kind of stuff. It's not easy to pull a deal like this off, especially when one side doesn't want to pull the deal off. Okay. But if you have to sell your boat because you moved and you don't got a place for your boat anymore. You're going to have to take the best offer you get because you got to move the freaking boat. It's inevitable at this point. They, you got no choice. You're moving to a condo now. You got no room for your boat. So that's it. Period. You're going to have to take the best offer. And that's what the probably a little bit two part, two part, you know, two parts here. Green Bay doesn't want to come to terms with losing him. And also, they're not going to get the value that they would get for Aaron in a true open market. Because their backs are against the wall. Reluctantly, they're going to have to give Aaron exactly what he wants or he'll just retire. And, uh, you know, he'll sit out. He'll tell him I'll sit out for a year or two years or whatever it's going to take. You know? And that's it. Why would you want to drag yourself through that mess when you know you have to move on eventually and it's going to end up even uglier? It's going to, you know, don't waste everybody's time here, Green Bay. A gambler needs to know when to cash out. It just feels like this is happening and that he's not coming back. And if it's going to happen, he's coming to Denver. He's not going to Tennessee. He's not going to Pittsburgh. He's not going definitely anywhere in the NFC. They don't want to see him in the next three or four or five years. And that's it. They're going to give him what he wants, which is to come to Denver. And that's happening. Danny and Jake back on their side of Smiley Sports. I'm living in that 21st century, doing something mean to it. Do it better than anybody you ever seen. Do it. Screams from the haters. Got a nice ring to it. I guess every superhero need his theme music. Back in. 
Final segment, Monday edition of the program, 303-831-1340 is the hotline and the Go Fast Energy Drink text line. Thanks for being with us. Let's have a good week here together. You never know, Jake, when it could be our last week together. You just never know where life's going to take you, the twists and the turns, bro. You just got to appreciate it. Got to appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, Thanks, and man. I appreciate the texters that text in to the show. And we got a text from Max Payne, and he says, I'm calling about the boat for sale. <laughs> uh, what kind is it, and where can I see it? Uh, you motorboating son of a gun, you. That's pretty funny. And then uh, we got another one from F. Lewis. He says, don't know about Quinn as Bronco's first choice. Nobody else hired him if he was so good. Um, I think that the other, he's such a hot commodity. He, again, what were the other jobs? You think he want to go coach, coach Kirk Cousins? I don't think so. Maybe he didn't believe in Justin Fields, and he thinks that's a sinking ship in Chicago. Don't want to work for some general manager you don't see eye to eye in. There goes that opportunity. Say there was three other jobs that really liked him, and all those three circumstances were um, he take jobs that he didn't think were, you know, maybe Jerry Jones promised him something, you know, in, in, in his ear a little bit. He's one of the highest paid um He's one of the highest paid assistants in the league. And don't be so sure to that he doesn't have a good thing um, because he might not want to go coach a bad team or a bad franchise for a you know, a questionable front office and questionable ownership potentially. That's yeah. what I would say. Same. I mean, it would look it would might look bad on his resume. You don't think he'd have taken the Broncos job? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, he would. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Um Maybe, like you said, Jerry Jones is saying, hey, man, we don't really think Mike McCarthy's doing that great of a job. Uh, and uh, you're up next if you know, next year doesn't, you know, if it doesn't happen for the Cowboys, if they don't make a playoff run or at least go to the NFC Championship next year, Car- McCarthy's gone. Dan Quinn, you're up next. Maybe that's something he's got on the table. When you have a player like Dak, you have to have someone, and you think Dak is, you know, Mahomes and uh, Allen like. Then you, you have to after this next year you'd have to move on from McCart Mike McCarthy and try to see if um, you know uh, one of these other two assistants who are both head coaching you know prospects could get one of this. There's also a thought that maybe Dan Quinn wasn't quite as hot of a commodity as we all thought. Again, the rise in the of their defense so successful, America's team, all that kind of stuff. He got a lot of hype. There's a lot of hype on him, but who's to say you know with all the other candidates. That um, he was, you know, as hot of a candidate as maybe it made out to be. Look, some of the guys who were hired, Mike McDaniel. I mean, you think that was their first choice? There's four or five other guys who were, you know, I, you know, the, from the Packers staff alone who might have been better candidates. Getze, um, Hackett. Uh, who else? We just got the coordinator, defense corner from the Rams too. All those guys who left that team too. That um, I don't know. It's tough, you know. It's you have to come in here and you have to. It's a job interview. It's just like the credentials. If you don't know Dan Quinn, and you know, again, it's like a good old boys network. I'm sure guys know each other, but when you get into the office with him and you get into the meeting room with five or six guys, and he's not saying all the right things, well, then all of a sudden he's not. <laughs> you to kind of take him off your board. So I don't know. Who who is to say? I'm I, I I can't say, but the point is the kind of the notion that 
was Dan ha- was Nathaniel Hackett the Broncos' number one choice? And I'd say it felt like they liked Dan Quinn more at the beginning. But what, so what changed? Well, Aaron Rodgers making what we have called here, like um, I'm a, I'm a, a senior at Valor, and I'm going to make a verbal commitment to see you. You know, they're saying all the right things. They're loving on me. They're coming to my games, the whole thing. But once you, again, it's a verbal commitment. It's not everything. But I think in this case, it was enough for them to go bring in Nathaniel Hackett and then do their best to uh, put a package together to pry Aaron Rodgers away for Green Bay, which is, again, just the Packers coming to terms and the acceptance of he's leaving, he will retire, and we will look have egg on our face. He might want to come back at some point in the season. We'll get less for him rather than accepting that we're moving on and we're going to take the, the Broncos where he wants to go's best offer. You know? Right. Two and- ones, two twos. Uh, we ship a player... Uh, Broncos ship one of their receivers to um, somewhere else in return for a second round pick that Green Bay will receive as well, maybe for Sutton or for Patrick. And that opens the door for them to bring in um, and sign Devontae Adams. You see how all that has to fit together in order to make that work? Yeah, it's a lot. And there's a lot of cap space that those two guys are going to take up as well. So. Um, you know, you might you might be mortgaging your future, but that's fine as long as you, eh, you're not you, though. You're but, not really mortgaging your future. You just you know, if it means winning a championship, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So even if you are, you know, I'll take the Super Bowl and run, and deal with that later when we cross that bridge. We did, and it feels you know, it's like well, we have done it again to get to this point. Go to two Super Bowls, win one with Peyton, the most glorious four years of Broncos football ever. To be down the next five or six years, I would have taken that. I I mean, we did. We did. We're taking it all right. <laughs> so that's my thought on it. If anything, what changed from Dan Quinn and why did they all of a sudden fall for Nathaniel Hackett? I think because Nathaniel Hackett was here in Denver, maybe around the same time, you know, he's talking to Aaron and maybe they could be on a three-way FaceTime with George Payton, literally. And, and there's, you know, hey, uh, Peyton, I'm here with uh, Coach Hackett here. Hey, you know, hey, uh, Peyton, no. Uh, you're George Peyton, and you're on the three-way. You're calling, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's calling Aaron. He's with George Peyton. Hey, I'm at Dove Valley right now. Aaron, you know, it's like, you know, you know what are we thinking here? Are we going to do this here? We're about to hire, about to hire your, your coach here. Aaron, what do you think about that? Yeah, any, uh, one last, uh, you know, you're calling for a reference here. Uh, from you, Aaron. Before we hire your coach here, we're real close. What do you think? And what Hackett? do you think about him? Which, uh, do you think you might uh, mind pl- p- uh, playing for the guy? You know what I mean? Like, is it as simple and cheesy as that? Is it more backdoor channeled? Is it you know um, the the verbal commitment from his agent? I don't know, but I know the show's over. I got nothing left. We'll be back tomorrow. Andrew and Anillo are next. We appreciate you guys big time. Thanks for being with us. Lots of choices out there. But we think we're the best. And we think you guys are the best. We love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night. Good night. Thank you, Sheila. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See See you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard me. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. See my cut through the holes.